Hey, it's Josh Cohen from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Today is Thursday, the 16th of February, 2023. Uh, My name's Mikey, I'm your host this week. Um, Today's episode, we're going to be discussing Orlando's chances of making the play-in tournament. Now we've reached All-Star Weekend. We're going to talk about the signing of Gogo Patadze and why this will be the first of many appearances for Paolo and Franz at All-Star Weekend. But before we jump into all of that, let's get into uh, into introducing my host for the week. Uh, Paul, good evening, mate. How are you? Oh, good, mate. How's things? I'm doing well, mate. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it was good to catch up with you at the weekend. We had a... Yeah, it was, it was, a little, it was nice, mate. Short visit, but uh, very nice to see you up here, matey. It's, uh, I know Lily's been ill, so uh, it was a, it was a shortened visit, wasn't it? It was, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Enjoyed it. Gary, best looking boy in Sunderland. How are you doing, mate? Not bad, mate. Just had a gym session before I came on here, hence the baseball cap, because I caught the side of my hair and I thought it looks like a poodle's bum. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hence the guns are out. You've been at, yeah. you've had a gym been, session. Been in the gym. It's allowed. I had to just sling, like, basically <laughs> this one. Was it arm so, day? It wasn't. It was uh, shoulders. Oh, that makes even more sense. Yeah, <laughs> every, so often, every so often, he's going to sit there and go, Mwah. give him a quick kiss. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in a nightclub, Paul, so I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's after six pints. Uh. I'm talking of six pints. You right, G? How are you, mate? <laughs> six and the rest, mate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's just the team. Warm up. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Um, Cardiff actually won for the first time in like 12 games on Tuesday. So we might not go down to League One. Might be staying with uh, Gary's lot in uh, in the Championship. Um, so up. yeah, but yeah. You you yeah. go up, mate. Yeah. You go up and join the right. big boys. <laughs> The way things are going, G, I'll be I'll be coming across for a visit. To oh see yeah, true. Leeds play. <laughs> hey Paul, you, you didn't mention your story with the I'm dogs. Sorry. Oh, God, <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about we, that. We 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 were creased reading it, so and you've for- got to mention you've got to mention it. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> earlier in the week, I messaged the guys with a little message that started, why is it always me? So uh, wife and I, out in the woods, taking our dog for a walk, and there's a, a, a bloke we see regularly, and his dog comes running up to me for some fuss. Sits, it sits down on my left foot, looking up all adoringly as I'm stroking its chest and there's fussing its head. After a few moments, up it gets, runs off all happy, it's had its attention. I look down. And I have a two-inch streak of dog muck <laughs> running down my left trouser leg. <sighs> I think the uh, phrase that I uttered began with an O four, and then another word or two. <laughs> Could not believe it. Could not believe it. So I had to walk around with dog muck, I and mean, we were literally at the inside the first mile of the walk, four mile, five mile walk it was, and I have 
to uh, or the rest of the distance with a streak of bright orange dog milk down my leg. I'm not sure whether that was worse or better than what I expected because when your <laughs> notification popped up on my phone and it started with I always be, I was thinking. He's hurt himself somewhere. He's tripped over in the woods and twisted his ankle you know, again you know, or honestly, knocked himself out on a tree branch. I think I would have rather been limping around or something than looking down and thinking, I've got to go and stripe a dog crap down my leg, for God's sake. <laughs> I've got to write tramp. <laughs> Paul, if it makes you feel any better, like I know you, I'm in the northeast, but that's just a standard date in Newcastle. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's Gary's got his Newcastle t- joke in there somewhere, Ali. What? It's not a joke, mate. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah, I've never been that north, so I can't really say anything. But there we go. Don't bother. Don't bother. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on from dogma, on to magic news. <laughs> <laughs> so, as t- as of today, the Orlando Magic are twenty four and thirty five. Currently sat in thirteenth in the Eastern Conference with twenty three games remaining. Uh, the Magic are four games back of Toronto, who are sat in ninth, and Washington in tenth. They're now two and a half games back of Chicago, and a game back of Indiana in. 12th. Uh, Indiana actually beat Chicago on Wednesday night after overturning a 24-point deficit in the fourth quarter and uh, Chicago's bad run continues. I'm I'm getting a little nervous now. I'm getting a little bit nervous now about that Chicago pick because if they keep losing they're improving their chances of getting in the top four but at the same time we'll see. Gary's like, nah, don't be so silly. I don't know whether it's actually possible for them to drop so far that they're going to be in those top odds. But it, let's be fair, since they flattened them out anyway, the difference, be, if, if you are, if you don't make that playing tournament, the difference in the odds is, is fairly negligible. It just, it just puts it that at one point they could only get sort of from one through four or 10 onwards, mm. but you just get some of the more middle ground if, as they, as they start to drop, it doesn't really affect the, the top odds that much. Uh, yes. no. Like you, Mikey, I know exactly where you're coming from. I had a quick look at Tankathon the other day just, just to see what our percentages were. And I did one simulation and we came out first. You wouldn't believe it. So at the moment, given you know we're playing quite well and we're, we're chasing down uh, the pack, we still have a 10.5% chance of the number one pick mm. as it stands and a 42% chance of the top four. Um, obviously, teams who were worse off than us, they've got 14% and 12.5%. So where we're at at the moment, of you know, playing well, we want to obviously kick on and get into the play-in. But, you know, all isn't lost if, um, you know, it does kind of fall apart a little bit. Hmm. Well, I had a look at Tankathon also. The Magic uh, have the 18th toughest remaining schedule. Toronto had the fifth uh, worst schedule, Washington 19th, Chicago 12th, and Indiana at 23. So, based on the schedule, Toronto could drop a few more games. We're sort of in and around Chicago and Washington, aren't we? Um, and Indiana are in free fall themselves anyway. I think I heard earlier that they've they've lost 15 out of the last 17 games. 
And even Tyrese Halliburton coming back, they've only won, I think, one or two of those games as well. For me, I still think Toronto are better than their record. They're one of them teams. You can never bet against them. They're a tough, they are a tough, tough nut. Hurdle's a good addition. Superb. Yeah. Well, don't we know about it? <laughs> yeah. After the other evening. If you're a, if you're the Toronto if you're a Toronto podcast, there's definitely a teenage mutant ninja Purtles t-shirt with to be made. Him and Siakam are a good pairing. Yeah, I liked. Yeah. yeah. He's 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 improved them immensely. I think he's absolutely. I'd, I'd be honest. Before that addition, I'm not that high on the Raptors, Paul. Like I just there's nothing there. But I think the purple addition bumps them up a bit again. I just think that for for me the one the the coached well and he as little as I like Nick Nurse he gets into the mind of officials he does a really good job of it and I think the I know that I I I said I'm not necess- I don't think that Fred Van Vliet was the right player for us I that's not to say I don't rate him I think he is a very good player and he showed it against us he played well. Um, yeah. you throw in uh, Scotty Barnes who you know I think is a good player I think that um, Siakam is superb I think the guy is brilliant you throw it but then you throw in there Pirtle and uh, it's they have they have some good players yeah I OG's have, the I one have... OG's the one for me yeah absolutely I forgot to mention him yeah OG because he was out wasn't he but yeah yeah OG's a Another, they've got they've got a good core. They've got a good core. They can cause some teams some problems if they get into the postseason yeah. for sure. I think I had them fourth at the start of the season. You did, mate. And they and they've really underperformed, really. But somebody was going to, <laughs> somebody was going to. Um, right, moving on then. Uh, Chumo Kiki made his return from injury this week. Uh, in, he featured in Tuesday's loss against the Toronto Raptors. It's good to finally see him back but at the same time Cole Anthony's Gary, the last... not finish the game yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last, last, last four minutes I already know the results we got he spoiled knows. as always <laughs> I get spoiled that's why I get up at five o'clock every time because then nobody can spoil the game for me unless it's NBA League pass and I might not be able to watch it but that's another story um, but uh, at the same time Cole Anthony's missed the, t- the last two games with a sore wrist and J.I., who we've seen had a small increase in his minutes, is now up to, I think, about 14, 15 points a game, uh, minutes a game, sorry. Um, but he sat out Tuesday's game against the Raptors as well. Um, we're now at all NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, I know we talked about Paolo and Franz participating in Friday's Rising Stars Challenge. Um, and Paolo was also announced this week that he's going to be in the skills competition on Saturday evening for Team Rooks alongside Jabari Smith Jr., and Jaden Ivy, Paul. I know you're not a big fan of All Star Weekend yet, until Paolo and Franz are in that game <laughs> on a Sunday. But will you be tuning in to see the Cornerstones play on Friday and Saturday? Yeah, mate. I always, I always watch. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I, it's the actual game I'm not a fan of. Um, I've always preferred the three point contest, the dunk contest. Mm. Um, and I quite like the format of the Rising Stars game. 
um, that they came up with last year. Quite like that. But it's, it's the actual main game itself. Um, don't get me wrong. If I got the opportunity to go, of course I'd go. But yeah, I'll be t- tuning in. Um, I think it's good to see that Franz and Paolo are both there. Uh, it's great exposure for the team. It's great exposure for them. Um, I'm pleased that Franz particularly is only in the rising stars because he did look tired in these last couple of games to me. I think a little bit more of a rest will help him along. Um, I, yeah, I, I should be watching. I should be watching. I should be cheering the boys on. Um, I don't know who I'm supporting yet in the rising stars, whether it's Paolo or Franz. Um, but when they both get to the final, it'd be great. But they'll be there. A couple of years, they'll be both in the, in the main game. And uh, yeah, I'll be then all excited by it. <laughs> I expect Paolo to be there next year if he if he takes a jump like Franz has made this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also confirmed this week that the magic of wave Patrick Beverly, who was sent over in the deal for Mo Bamba, who made his debut for the Lakers last night. I know we were talking about that quickly beforehand. Did you uh, guys get a chance to see any action of Mo's debut last night? I um, I personally just had a quick look uh, at a couple of highlights. Um, I mean, let's be fair, there's, aside from three blocks, if you were looking for points highlights, you were struggling, weren't you, uh, with four points. Um, I just kind of got the feeling that um, the media get excited by anything LeBron does. Um and really? so he passed to he so he passed to Mo Bamba, so they had to interview Mo about what it was like to be to have a pass from from LeBron <laughs> um, and how it was to dunk on it. Really, I am um, in my head, and I know this is a, I, I accept this is a sad sad boy thing, but as they were interviewing Mo and they were talking to him about what's it like to play with LeBron and this, I kind of got you know that scene out of Beauty and the Beast where. They're in Gaston's tavern and they're all sing- and they're singing. No one shoots like Gaston. And all I got in my head was nobody balls like like LeBron and nobody passes like LeBron. Nobody can dunk the ball like LeBron. And I just got it all running <laughs> to that <laughs> to that tune. And that's how I feel about the the media at times with with LeBron. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a generational talent. The man is. You don't score them points in the NBA without that. And I'm not diminishing anything he's done. But there's just a little bit of overreaction at times, isn't there? He passed the he passed the ball to Mo Bamba, who uh, put a dunk in. It wasn't anything super impressive. It was he's a big man. It's what he's supposed to do. But yeah, yeah. it was. I, I did find the funny thing being um, the Lakers fans very very quickly going, "Why is this guy so soft?" <laughs> well, well, welcome to our world. We've been saying it for long enough now. Um, I hope he does well in his poor team. I've, I've just had flashbacks of Gaston's tavern <coughs> and, those cin- <laughs> and, the, and those giant cinnamon rolls. They were good. They were good. I wasn't and such a fan all... of the brew. Nah, I wouldn't go far. Yeah, sweet. No. If you ever Sorry, get Ga- and a little FYI, if you ever get one of Gaston's cinnamon rolls, always ask for extra icing. Has to be always, done. absolutely, always. Gee, did you have one on holiday? I didn't, no. We didn't actually go to Gaston's Tavern. Oh, mate, um, what are you? I know. You didn't go to Gideon's. 
You didn't go to Gaston's. I know. You failed. I know. I did fail. And they, and they were fail. on the tips I sent you, G. They were, were on, on the tips. They were on you the need, tips. You need to share the tips on the website, Paul. I think they'd be a right hit for a lot of people. Gideon's. 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 You yeah. just Gideon's. You missed out on Gideon's. Yeah, hang on. I'm diabetic. You've got to remember I'm diabetic. No, you can balance your <laughs> blood sugars. You just choose to drink beer. That's your problem. <laughs> G, G, G after, I've been to, after I've been to Gideon's with Mikey, we were almost diabetic as well. Yeah, we were too fat. <laughs> there was a lot of sugar came in, I'll tell you that. But it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah. this week, the Magic also agreed a buyout with uh, Terence Ross, who we, we all expected that to happen. And he's officially signed for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Gary, are you, pl- how are you how pleased are you with T. Ross landing in Phoenix? And what do you think about the fit there? Um, firstly, um, I think the actual T. Ross situation, I just want to see him on a contender. That, that was the main thing. I wanted to see him get a shot at the ring and... You know, I can't imagine any Magic fan having any ill will towards T-Ross. So it's like, you know, we see certain players come back, like Aaron Gordon gets a mixed response at the minute when you see it. That's not going to happen with T-Ross. I think everybody knew it was coming, the buyout. And it was a case of you were looking at the teams and you were like, okay, the Lakers aren't very good. Which other teams do I not want to see him go to? And then I think Phoenix was a preferable landing spot as a team that nobody really has a problem with. Um, I think he's going to go there and hopefully be a vintage T. Ross where he's going to be a bench spark and I'm hoping he'll get looks due to him probably sharing court time with the likes of Durant, Booker and Chris Paul. And if he gets looks and he gets hot, he could win them a couple of games in a playoff series quite easily if they get vintage T. Ross. And it's a case of all power to him because he he sat through that rebuild with us or that reboot, or whatever people want to call it. He sat there. <clears throat> he didn't cause any problems from where I was at. And he did his job. And you know what? You, you hear stories of their veterans and stuff causing problems when they're in that position. And the T. Ross has missed game time. He hasn't really featured for the Magic that much this season. And I guess that shows that he's not an ego trip player. So I think he'll fit in well in a good role in strengthening Phoenix's bench. So good luck to him. I hope he gets a ring. I have yeah. to say, well said. Yeah, I have to say, as soon as I saw he's landed in Phoenix, I was like, there isn't really a better situation, really, other than no. somebody like Milwaukee or Boston. But we wouldn't want him to go to Boston anyway. But yeah, he's no. got as good a chance there as, as any, really, for me. Um, T. Ross also passed, posted a thank you Orlando video to his socials. I don't know if you guys had the chance to see that, which yeah, was a nice, quality. nice mm-hmm. little send off from uh, the Human Torch. Um, and on Monday, the Magic announced the signing of Goga Patadze, who was waived by the Indiana Pacers. He's the 18th overall pick in 2019, um, and he signed a two-year deal, and I think next season is non-guaranteed. Gee, what did you think about Goga? Goga? Well, Goga? yeah, we need to get used to his name first and foremost, don't we? I mean, we're um, still trying to get Tumor's name properly, aren't we? But I know, you've got to put it. You've got to put a pound in the swear box for earlier. You, what? you said you didn't say okay, Kay. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Anyway, um, go. I'll, I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you who I blame. I blame Jonathan from the Sixth Man Show because I listen to him every episode. Normally it's my fault. It's normally Paul. 
Jonathan always screws it up, and then you get used to it. We're all used to okay, you too. Okay, you too. Okay, okay. Stick it, pound in the chum tin. That's why you just go with tumor. Yeah, yeah. Um, So going back to Goga, um, obviously we we've got roster spots. We've got a glaring need uh, in a backup center role. Um, and you, you're not going to go and you know sign a Hassan Whiteside or, or some you know someone who's who's played a bit and not really going to be um, in in the same timeline as your franchise. So to get a guy who was drafted you know 18th as you mentioned back in 2019, uh, he's got size, um, big lump of a of a man. Um, so it, it's just good to see we can just bring somebody in just to fill the role. If we need to, I can't see him getting many minutes. If I'm being honest, uh, especially with you know 24, 25 games left, whatever there is, I can see uh, Coach Mosley shortening the rotation after the All Star break. Um, I'd like to see maybe you know the first five that we've got: Fultz, Harris, Wagner, Bancaro, and Wendell, and then literally the bench just to consist of Ji, Cole, uh, Suggs, uh, and Mo Wagner. Um, obviously. We've got a couple of other fringe players in uh, OKK, um, just to name but a few. Um, but and Caleb Houston, you know, I think he's done an admirable job, especially when he's come in a limited minute. Um, I'm getting a little bit frustrated. I won't lie with Ball Ball. Um, he's almost like a walking turnover. Um, and I just had a little bit of a look in his stats. He's averaging 1.8 turnovers a game, but he's only given us 0.9 assists. So, not great numbers there. And I do find he's getting lost on defence. Uh, he lost his temper against Chicago. He gave a technical foul away after a, a goaltend. So, I'm just getting a little bit frustrated with him at the moment. But um, I can see Coach Mosley shortening the rotation um, and then, you know, get Goga in on, on the squad. If, 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 if he's wowing Coach Mosley, give him some, you know, minutes. But... I, I think it's just an insurance policy for now. I think Lady Gogar's a decent pickup just as a backup. <laughs> Gee, as uh, yeah. Obi Wan would say, patience, young Padawan. <laughs> yes, mate. He's not even play- <laughs> he's, he's in his first season. I, I get the I get the reaction with Bol Bol, but the thing is, because we've been playing so well defensively, he's starting to stand out because yeah. he doesn't fit the way everybody else is playing. And then you see Jalen Suggs come on and just, just a wrecking ball defensively. It makes Bol Bol look very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like passive. Langu- language. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's just, just not a fit. He's just not effective it's... on that end of the floor, is he really at the moment? But give the guy time. He, he, oh, no, I know. Yeah, I, I, I think it. at the moment, I think at the moment, you, there's an argument that somebody like Caleb Houston should be playing in front of Bol Bol because even though even though Caleb's a rookie, he doesn't make many mistakes and he doesn't he 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 know he he already seems to figure out what his role is at the moment and obviously his ability to spread the floor. He's he's really good defensively. I mean, we saw his steal on Pascal Siakam in that Toronto game. He's there's little flashes there with Caleb that he's starting to figure I think things out. With, with Caleb, yeah, I was going to say, I think with Caleb, you're actually seeing what a rookie should do. 
he he wasn't brilliant at the start of the season when we were over there. I know he was dropping one or two shots, but he he was quite inaccurate. Um, and I think as the season's gone on, you've seen him grow into the role that he's being asked to play, and he's becoming far far more effective. Yeah, I agree. Cool. And I and I added this to the agenda last thing, but I don't know if you guys have seen this. Apparently, Bally Sports who the Magic are one of 16 NBA teams who broadcast the games on Bally, are going to file for bankruptcy. Um, it was only two or three years ago that they took over from Fox Sports. Um, and I'm guessing this is in the early stage of, of figuring out what's going to happen next. But any quick thoughts on anything you might have read or seen? I think it's been rumoured for a while that they've been that their parent company has been having some difficulties. I think I saw something a, a, a month or so back. But you know full well that the NBA are not going to let 16 of their teams go without broadcasting. So hopefully, David, Jeff, Dante will get picked up, whoever by, and mm. uh, we keep seeing their exceptional broadcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, right. Quick week. Re- uh, start again. <laughs> a quick weekly recap. Well, that's a bit like uh, when I had my interview at, <laughs> at the Golden State game. Um, couldn't get my words out. Uh, so, since last week's episode uh, on Friday last week, the Magic had gone one in two. Uh, they lost in overtime to Miami, 107 to 103. The Magic led for most of this game. It's funny because me and Paul sat and watched this together. on Sunday morning and I think it was at half time Paul early in the third quarter and you said to me this feels like it's going to go the the way the last game went and it it was it certainly was Um, in that game uh, Paolo finished with 16 points Franz with 10 Wendell with 14 and Mark Hill-Foltz with with 17 points Um, it was really Jimmy Butler finding his way to the free throw line and now we're going to get on to as a moment with a moment with Geraint, referent, a referent with Geraint, Trey, Trey Maddox, Aaron Smith, and, <laughs> and Brandon Adair with the three officials in the Heat game might be the worst officiated game that we've certainly seen this season. Off you go, G. Well, they weren't on the list of bad referees, so it's they are now. Know, <laughs> they they are now. Absolutely, they are now. Um, I, I don't know how you can officiate it that bad. Um, you, you know, it started be- well before the fourth quarter. Um, just ticky-tacky fouls. The whistle just going Miami's way in the whole second half, it seemed. Um, it was almost like a, a respect thing because they've been there before. Um, whereas, you know, the magic of some young uh, up-and-coming team who've got to sort of earn the right but, you know, I've, I've written a couple of things down here. Eric Spolstra, I didn't know that the coach was allowed on, on the floor most of the game. You know, I, I mentioned this to Paul. And I think you guys, when you watched it, was asking, why is he on the court? Just why walking on, on casually. Um, I mean, in the game afterwards, Mo Wagner got hit with a technical for celebrating a Mark Alfalt's dunk against Chicago. So, you know, where's the consistency there? Um, and then you go down to the last two minutes, and you know that Wendell rebound. Um, when I th- was it Jimmy Butler that just came over the top of him, 
yeah. then the last two minute report said that there was um, arm contact is marginal. Well, surely marginal means touching. Con- so contact is contact, isn't it? Yeah. Well, exactly. But the funny thing yeah. was on that two minute report, it said about that. Was it that one? No, it wasn't. It was on the Bancaro and what? Well, what should have been an and one. Because it said that we we were disadvantaged. They should have called a foul on the Bancaro uh, jump shot with about 51 seconds to go. But the two-minute report then went on to say that Bancaro hooked him. But surely that wouldn't have happened if the officials had got the call right. So why even put it in there? It was almost like they were just putting it in there just to justify, you know, oh, we got one wrong for Miami as well. So I think the point um, you make about the technical G was very good as well because when you actually think about it Spolstra was across and in he had come into the area of play where the ball still was to claim mm. to, to call for a timeout I understand frustration but the ball was still live he was in the court and they were still wrestling over that ball he should it should have been a straight up tee for coming on the court I quite agree I can't quite remember. This might not be accurate, but I want to say he was inside the three-point line. Yeah, that would have surprised me. Yeah, he was very, yeah. very close to the, to being inside the three-point line. Yeah, he was, and he just kept walking and walking and walking. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. The, the refereeing in that that game, even to the point where their commentary team was saying. That how how can that be given a foul the other way? When we yeah. challenged, they couldn't see how it was anything other than fouls for us. I tell you, what was most disappointing about watching that, and we had to so we had the first quarter with uh, the good guys um, on the call, and then League Pass just almost said, you know, that's it. So we had to jump on the Heat broadcast for quarters two, three, and four. So we never got to see Mo, hear Mo Wagner on the mic, did we? The whole game. Yeah. Because he, I, he I was actually, comedy in the first um, segment. I thought that um, the Heat commentary were very, very fair again. They 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 know the stuff and they know they t- they they talked about the magic in glowing terms. As did the Bulls commentary team. Yeah. Um, did you have to I watch was, that one with the with the, with the bad no, guys I, um, calling it? No, no. To be honest, I forgot to change it. I was about five minutes in. I thought, why not listen to these? <laughs> I, I would Steve. say on the Miami game, I think if we had, you know, if our team was a year or two down the line and we had a bit more experience and and or Jonathan Isaac is allowed to play more minutes than he did because he frustrated the hell out of Bam Adebayo when he was on the court. Mm. I think if we had that, I think the referees would have been irrelevant. Again, I think, I, I, I think, Gary, I agree with you. Whenever we have a ref rant, there mm. is still that factor in there that we've allowed the game to get in that position. Mm-hmm. Like we, 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 we have. have you knew what was going to happen, they, they had, Yeah, they had experienced us, again, yeah. which is what Mikey was alluding to when I when we sat there watching it. And I, you could see that that experience was going to come come through again yeah. and, and beat us. You knew with six minutes to go what was going to happen. Yeah. It was yeah. it was obvious, you know. Yeah. So, so there we go. Well, they went from yeah, one so... frustrating loss to uh, 
one very good win against Chicago, Gary. Did, have you got round to watching the game yet? What was your thoughts? I have. I've seen it. I was dancing and having fun, Mikey. No, I've never <laughs> mentioned that before. <laughs> I just thought it was, to be honest, it was really where I think the Miami game should have gone. I yeah. think really we got a we got a performance, we got a reaction. Um, I really enjoyed in this game, as I have recently, the play of Jalen Suggs. And I know that there's other headline grabbers. I know Mark Hell's on a tear at the minute, which will please G and put a, a big smile on his face there. I'm just waiting. But there it is, it's on my screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> I said that and I was like waiting. I was just waiting for the ching on the like the teeth of G coming through. But I really I'm really enjoying um watching the hustle of Jalen Suggs. And I think he's been an absolute tear. He's been a pleasure to watch. Um, and really what we're seeing, like, I know we, we've we've seen a bit of a dip from Paolo and Franz, like overall going into the All-Star break, which I think is understandable. And I'm just pleased that other players are stepping up. And I think the Chicago game was a reflection of really the depth of where the Magic are at. And it was also nice to see Wendell have like another solid performance and get another win on his uh, return to Chicago but for yeah. me the player the player I've been really enjoying watching in the last stretch of games has been Jalen Suggs I think he's starting to look like the number five pick in the draft and yeah. it's just ever so slightly coming together and I, I look back like I was thinking during the, the Bulls game and this run where Suggs is you know he's taking a three for example and you're now like okay fair play or he's making a drive into the into, into like um, towards the basket, and you can see where it's going. He's going to get something, you know, like he's going to pull up for a two pointer or something. And in his rookie season, that was where you were kind of cringing a little bit, and now you're kind of like expecting it to go in. So I think it's a good sign going forward post All Star break for what we're going to see from Jalen Suggs. Yeah, yeah, I agree, mate. So the Magic beat the Bulls one at one hundred to ninety one followed up by a loss in Toronto to the Raptors on the second night of a back-to-back, losing 113-123. to Whilst we're on the, the subject of, of Jalen Suggs, G, what did you think of his performance in Toronto as one of those? Yeah, very impressive. Um, I, I was just going to pick up on uh, what Gary just said there. I'm really enjoying the backcourt, putting full-court pressure on. I don't know if you guys have noticed it, and it's really hampering a couple of offenses and putting us on the front foot. Um, and as you all know, you know our offense is uh, you know a lot better when the defense is all picked up and, and you know we're running. So um, no, Suggs has been um, really good. Like what Gary said, you know, showing signs of being you know, the fifth overall pick. You must have heard Gary when when Gary said last week he wouldn't. Be, he wouldn't have him at the All Star game for the uh, for the rookie <laughs> rookie game. <laughs> um, Actually, I like to I like to motivate people. What can I say? You do keep keep, keep at it, mate. Keep at hard it. Love. Hard love. Have a have a word with Ball Ball next. Um, <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, no. Um, so yeah, very impressed with what Jalen's doing. He's showing a lot more confidence. He's making the right decisions. His uh, on-ball defense is great. He's getting in and between, you know, the tall trees, crashing the boards, getting offensive rebounds, um, and his just general tenacity. Um, just playing the game is re- is really showing through, mm-hmm. uh, and it's you know rubbing off on, on a lot of the team as well. So. Uh, 
Oh, long, long may it continue. And um, dare I say, when do we have the conversation about who should be starting? You know, if it, he's, he's been shooting the ball so well, I know you'd probably take Gary Harris in a three-point competition between the both of them. But what he brings on defense is just a little bit more than Gary. I know Gary's very good, but you know, if you look into the future, you know, Jalen's your man, probably, isn't he? So, you've got to um, let him find it. I think you've got to let him find himself first, G. Yeah. Oh no, no, definitely, absolutely. Mm. You know, he's, he's taking his opportunity though at the moment. Um, so long may that continue. I think what you're trying to get at G is there isn't much of a drop off now between one of them on the floor or or the other. No, there's they're both they're both being as effective as the other. Um, yeah. Gary Gary's more of a threat from the outside, whereas whereas Jalen brings it on the defensive end. And like I said, they both have their their qualities on the other end too. Um, Paul, last week I talked about briefly Magic making the play in tournament, how yes. important I thought it was to beat the teams that we're going to be competing with. And obviously we played Chicago and Toronto this week. One of the struggles that we've had is second night of back to backs. Absolutely. What would you like to see more other than the obvious getting a few more Ws on those second nights? What What do you think that's coming? Why do you think they're not winning those second nights? I I personally think at the moment we see on the second night of a back-to-back we lose Jonathan Isaac for starters. Yeah, good I think that's, that has a huge impact. You uh, only have to look at the 14-15 minutes he's on um, and they are really providing... Um, important contributions. The team, you've just said that there's no drop-off um, when we bring the bench on. And Jonathan Isaac is an important part of that. Um, I think equally, there is, um, more than anything, it's an experience issue. The team, they need, we, you, you tend to rely more and more on the bench on the second night. So you're seeing perhaps somebody like Caleb Houston getting more minutes. And he is still, as we've already said, still learning his role. He is improving hugely, but he is learning his role. Um, so I do believe that on the on the second night of back-to-backs, at this moment in time, it's partly an experience thing, partly um, a JI management. And I think there's been more than one occasion where we've seen, um, we've had to lose one or two other players through injury management, mm-hmm. um, I think at some point we have to. That I'm, I'm sure that they have had, but I'm I'm hoping that there's a conversation as to how do we manage this better, what do we need to do better, and there has to be um, an honesty amongst players as to I'm not doing well this well on the back to back, be it tiredness, be it. Um, an over-expectation of themselves as to what they can do. Uh, it's hard to know why we're not doing well on the second night of a back-to-back, but I do think there's an experience issue there, more than anything else. Do you want the good news? We've only got two more back-to-backs left. Yeah, It's we the have. Lakers Clippers, I think, and then it's like the Cavs Nets, I think, in March, April time, sorry. So um, We also do you- seem to... You look at the teams that we play on the second night of a back-to-back, 
Um, we've had some tough ones. We've had some tough mm. back-to-backs where, and you look at the one. I know that we've only had, that you look in on paper <clears throat> that from Chicago to Toronto is only an hour's flight. However, you've had a hard game in Chicago. You've then got to travel to Toronto, and it's not a quick turnaround because you've got to go through customs. You've got all that stuff to do because you're going into a different country. So there is that's that's a tougher back to back than flying than playing the Knicks and the Nets two nights running. Yeah. That yeah. that has to be factored in. We also tend to one of the ones that we've had on a regular basis is where we've played um Denver or Utah on the second night of a back to back and you're playing at altitude all of a sudden. Those mm, things yeah. affect as well. Those things affect as well, and that's where mm. I say that some of it's an experience side of things that the players are learning what they what they what's expected of them, and how they deal with things. Yeah, but one and yeah, one and ten for the season. But that means if we only lose Jonathan Isaac now for two more games, that's a positive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. So. The Magic are, like I said earlier, 24 and 35. We've already surpassed last season's win total. And I believe we only need one or two more wins. And we've already beaten Vegas's over under that they had us at the start of the season. So going into All Star break, quick thoughts on where the Magic are, Gary? I'm I'm happy. I think that the thing that really stands out to me is when uh, David Steele was looking at it, is, uh, is this anything? And this the stack came up about the you know teams who we are now doing better than who've had rotten starts to seasons, and it's really encouraging. First of all, that we're ahead of those teams, we're like on track to be the best of them. But more importantly, as a long term thing, they tend to make the postseason the following year. And mm-hmm. as a young team, it's a case of are we in play for getting in the ninth or tenth? Yeah, I think we are in play for that. Could we likely miss it? Stats would suggest possibly, you know, that's likely to happen. But if we're looking at a bigger picture, we've got meaningful games going to be getting played right to the end in all likelihood. And it bodes well for what's to come next season. We know now, if this team's healthy, that it's a top eight team in the East, if everyone's healthy as it stands. So this season, we've got something to chase. Next season, we should be pretty like excited going into the uh, the following season so yeah that's that's where I'm at but I'm, I'm I'm quite happy as a Magic fan right now right one one word answer playing yes or no G don't go to me first but let's go to an answer first oh, I've gone no. to you uh, okay um, no <laughs> I'm going to be po- yes positive Gary <sighs> Based on what I said in the preseason predictions, I said we'd just miss out. So no, but I think it'll be tight. And I said yes in preseason, so I'm sticking with yes. Okay, right on to the week ahead. Paul's just have, had to leave us, but uh, we're just wrapping up the last few uh, moments here. Uh, we're recording next week's episode on Friday, the twenty fourth of February. Uh, we've got NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City this weekend, starting with the Rising Stars Challenge on Friday. 
slash Saturday morning for us in the UK at 2am. Uh, Saturday night includes the skills challenge, the three-point contest and the dunk contest starting at 1am. And then we've got the 72nd All-Star Game at 1.30 in the morning on Sunday night slash Monday morning. Uh, the Magic then start their push for the play-in by hosting this 15-43 and 43 Detroit Pistons next Thursday, which is a midnight tip-off. Um, one of those games, the Magic definitely have to take care of business um, against the worst team in the East at the moment. Um, guys, final thoughts on All-Star Weekend and, and the Pistons game? Well, the, the Pistons game and the Pacer game... Just after it, our must wins. That they we have to get Ws there if we've got any chance of getting in, into the play-in, um, and we need to beat a couple of decent teams as well thereafter. Um, so you know, need the guys to get rested up and uh, be hungry to, to get some Ws after the All Star break. Um, as for the All Star um, game, I'll go with Wagner's team on a Friday. I'll go with Damian Lillard for the three point contest and. Uh, the dunk contest. Who's that guy in the Houston Rockets? Um, Kenyon Martin Jr. Is it? Yeah, he can throw it down. So they're my my picks for uh, for the events. I would just add off the back of G there. Firstly, um, we've got to beat Detroit. You know, if we, we have to win that game if we're serious about the playing. Um, I'm obviously most interested in what happens in the uh, obviously the rookie sophomore game. I think. As G said, I think Daron Williams has got a pretty good team put together for that. I don't want any injuries, but the thing, something I'm like a little subplot that I'm quite interested in, and I'm not a huge All Star Weekend person, but have any of you actually uh, seen the last 48 hours on uh, Rockets Twitter with Jabari Smith? The last 48 to 72 hours. Go on. It isn't very complimentary about like where I've seen some, I'm not saying it's every Houston fan, but it's been quite vocal about Jabari Smith being a bit of a bust. So I, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. And we've been here with Jalen Suggs last season, if you remember. So I'm just really, for Jabari Smith, we saw him coming in. He seems like a nice kid. There's the videos of where it's, have you seen the thing about Oklahoma City had promised him the number two? I, I saw something about that, yeah. Yeah, in the video where he kind of like, you can see he's like heartbreak and where he kind of doesn't get taken number two. So I'm guessing they thought we'd have took Chet at one. Um, and he's like promised number two and he just seems like a good kid. So I'm, I'm looking at the All-Star Weekend and I just kind of, from a non-magic perspective, want to see something nice from Jabari Smith because I think he seems a pretty good kid. So yeah, there we go. That's How are you, nice Mikey? Uh, while we're on the subject of the Rockets, I know this is a magic podcast, but I, I had a couple of messages back and forth to Houston Rockets UK yesterday because I saw there was a there was a graphic popped up on Twitter where they were discussing should the Rockets trade Jalen Green? I'm <laughs> thinking, what are they talking about? Like, I love Jalen Green. Like, why would you tr why would you even consider that as an option? I mean, they got three solid young players in Sangoon. Jabari Smith and 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 uh, Jalen Green, Green. Sorry, <laughs> you you've got to build around those three players. And I know he come back and said, "Oh, it'd be great if they could get James Harden back." But to me, somebody like that's like that's not the sort of player you want to put around young players who you want to figure out how to be the guys. Otherwise, what's the point? You may as well just roll the dice again in in the lottery and. 
hope that one of them sticks. But yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm the same as you, Gary. I think to write any but any rookie off at this stage, this, I mean they're not even a full year into their rookie season is just ridiculous. And uh, we've seen patience is important. We're still having mm-hmm. to, I think there's times that we've still got to remind ourselves we've got to be patient. I think it's great that we're having the conversation like the Miami game. It feels like that was one that we should have walked away with a, with a W. It feels like the Raptors game was certainly one where if they, if they turn the dial up a little bit on the defensive end, that would have made a difference. I also think, I think the last, Three, four weeks, there's been games where Paolo and Franz have had a good game and then the next minute they've had yeah. a game where, I don't know, they just they just look average, to be honest. And that's probably the best way of putting it. And when they're not playing well, when they're not being our best two players, is, is the nights when we're having our struggles. Um, it is what it is, really. Um, but, yeah, like, like you guys said, that Pistons game is really important. Got to win that going into the Pacers game. And uh, yeah, I mean, 14, 15 more wins, which is more than doable, will be right in there. We'll be right in the shout for that last one or two spots in the playing. Fingers crossed. Um, All-Star weekend. I probably won't watch Sunday night, but I'll watch watch all the other ones just mm. to see the guys do well. So uh, yeah, anything else you guys want to add quickly before we wrap up the show? No, I think you've covered we'll, it all, mate. We'll resume when it matters with the magic and the All-Star Weekend will just be as it is. No injuries, please. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you as always for listening and watching. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube channel is Orlando Magic UK. Uh, you can shop the NBA store and fanatics using our affiliate links in the description of the podcast. Make sure you use our affiliate code MAGICUK10 for 10% off your order. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Orlando Magic UK. So from Gary, Paul, Garrett, and myself, until next week, go Magic.